You are listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast, and we want to thank you so very much for joining us today. As we watch prophecy unfold on a daily basis, the world is searching for answers, and the nation of Israel needs true friends now more than ever before. Please stay tuned with us for today's broadcast as we will be focusing on news in the Middle East, Bible prophecy, and why America should never turn her back on God's chosen people. And now, here is our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed. Welcome to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast for today. So glad that you are able to tune in. You know why today's a special day? Well, among many, many reasons, one of the big reasons is that God is good to Israel. According to Exodus chapter 18, verse 9, And Jethro rejoiced for all the goodness which the Lord had done to Israel, whom he had delivered out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who hath delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh, who hath delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods, for in the thing wherein they dealt proudly, he was above them. We continue now today showing the fabulous true story of M.L. Ross Valley. Dr. M.L. Ross Valley, a Jewish doctor indeed, who lived between 1828 and 1892. And it's a fascinating story. And doesn't matter what day you've entered into this story, it's still fascinating. But if you'd like to get the full story, it's a booklet, and we can send it to you free of charge. We'll tell you more about that at the end. So we continue now with how Dr. M.L. Ross Valley had come to know his Jewish Messiah. It has also only one compartment which will seat from 60 to 80 persons. As the weather was bitterly cold, the passengers were not numerous by this train. The carriage that I had entered, not being more than half-filled, And without being conscious of the fact, in less than 10 or 15 minutes, I had occupied every empty seat in the compartment. The passengers began to look upon me with suspicion as they saw me change my seat so frequently in so short a time without any apparent object. For my part, I did not think at the time that the wrong was in my heart, although I could not account for my erratic movements. Finally, I went to an empty seat in the corner of the carriage with the firm intention of going to sleep. The moment I closed my eyes, however, I felt myself between two fires. On the one side, there was the Christian barber of New York, and on the other, there was the drummer boy of Gettysburg, both talking to me about that Jesus whose very name I hated. I felt impossible either to go to sleep or shake off 
the impression made upon my mind by those two faithful Christians, one of whom had bid me goodbye only an hour previously, whilst the other had been dead nearly ten years and so continued to be troubled and perplexed all the while I was in the train. On my arrival at Washington, I purchased a morning newspaper, and one of the first things that caught my attention was the announcement of a revival service in Dr. Rackin's church, the largest church in Washington. No sooner had I seen that announcement than an inner monitor seemed to say to me, go to that church. I had never been inside of a Christian church during divine service and at any other time. I should have scouted such a thought as from the devil. It was my father's intention when I was a boy that I should become a rabbi. And so I promised him that I would never enter a place where Jesus, the imposter, was worshipped as God. And that I would never attempt to read a book containing that name. And I had faithfully kept my word up to that moment. In connection with the revival meetings, just referred to, it was stated that there would be a united choir from the various churches in the city who would sing at each of the services. Being a passionate lover of music, this attracted my attention, and I made it my excuse for seeking to visit the church during the revival service that night. When I entered the building, which was filled with worshipers, one of the ushers led me up to the front seat right in front of the preacher, an evangelist well-known both in England and America. I was charmed with the beautiful singing, but the evangelist had not been speaking five minutes before I came to the conclusion that someone must have been informing him who I was, for I thought he pointed his finger to me. He kept watching me and every now and then appeared to be shaking his fist at me. In spite of all this, however, I felt deeply interested in what he said. But this was not all, for still ringing in my ears were the words of the two former preachers, the Christian barber of New York and the drummer boy of Gettysburg, emphasizing the utterances of the evangelist. And in my mind, I could plainly see those two dear friends also repeating their messages. Growing more and more interested in the words of the preacher, I felt tears trickling down my face. This startled me, and I began to feel ashamed that I, an Orthodox Jew, should be childish enough to shed tears in a Christian church, the first I had ever shed in such a place. I admitted to say that during the service, and Willis the preacher was watching me, the thought occurred to me that possibly he might be pointing his finger at some person behind me, and I turned round in my seat to discover who the individual was, when to my astonishment, a congregation of more than 2,000 persons of all grades of society seemed to be looking at me. I at once came to the conclusion that I was the only Jew in the place and heartily wished myself out of the building, for I felt I had got into bad company. 
Being well known in Washington both by Jew and Gentile, the thought flashed across my mind. How will it read in a Washington paper that Dr. Ross Valley, a Jew, was present at the revival services, not five minutes' walk from the synagogue he usually attends, and was seen to shed tears during the sermon? Not wishing to make myself conspicuous, for there were faces there I recognized, I made up my mind not to take out my handkerchief to wipe off the tears. They must dry up themselves. But blessed be God, I could not keep them back, for they came flowing faster and faster. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's about all the time we have for today. But if you're interested in getting the whole story of the testimony of Dr. M. L. Rossvalley, a Jewish doctor during the Civil War, who came to know his Jewish Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, and got marvelously, gloriously, and wondrously born again, we'll be more than happy to send you a free copy. Just call us at 844 644 4426 you can text us at that number as well. Once again, 844-644-4426. Or you can email us at radio at HIBB.org. Again, the email address is radio at HIBB.org. You can also go on the website at HIBB.org and get more information how to contact us and other times of the broadcast. Well, thank you for giving us your time, and may the Lord richly bless you. You have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed, and we pray that today's program has been an encouragement to you. If it has, please contact us and let us know you're listening. If you are of Jewish descent and would like to know more about the new covenant prophesied in the book of Jeremiah chapter 31, or maybe you're curious as to why true Bible-believing Christians have always supported Israel, please contact us. As a token of our love and appreciation, we would like to give you a beautifully bound Hebrew-English new covenant referred to as the New Testament. This Prophecy Edition Bible will be a great addition to your library and it will help you understand why those who believe in Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus Christ, have always loved, supported, and prayed for Israel. Now if you're writing to let us know you're listening or if you're requesting one of these beautiful Hebrew-English New Covenants, you may do so by going to our website, www.hopeofisrael.net. That's hopeofisrael.net. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia, 30127. Once again, that's P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia, 30127. This broadcast is made possible because of giving friends all around the country, and if you would like to have a part in keeping this broadcast on your local station, you can send your donation to that same address, and please include the call letters of your radio station. That address, once again, is P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia, 30127. You can also give by going to the website, www.hopeofisrael.net. 
That is hopeofisrael.net. You have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed. Please tune in again at this same time as we stand with Israel and proclaim truth from God's precious word. Yeah.